chapter 6 this chapter is about ram navmi festival its origin transformation etc repairs of the masjid efficacy of the touch of the guru's hand before describing ram navmi festival and masjid repairs the author makes some preliminary remarks about sadguru as follows efficacy of the touch of the guru's hand when sadguru is the helmsman he is sure to carry us safely and easily beyond the worldly ocean the word sadguru brings to mind sai baba the perfect master he appears to me as if standing before me and applying udi to my forehead and placing his head of blessing on my head then joy fills my heart and love overflows my eyes wonderful is the power of the touch of the guru's hand the subtle body consisting of thoughts and desires which cannot be burned by the gross fire is destroyed by the mere touch of the guru's hand and the sins of many past births are cleaned and washed away even the speech of those who feel agitated when they hear religious and godly talks attain calmness the sight of sai baba's handsome form chokes our throat with joy makes the eyes overflow with tears and overwhelms the heart with emotions it awakens in us i am he that is brahma consciousness manifest the joy of self realization and dissolving the distinction of i and thou makes us one with the supreme that is the only one reality when i begin to read scriptures at every step i'm reminded of my sadguru sai baba who assumes the form of rama or krishna and makes me listens to his life for instance when i sit to listen to bhagavat sai becomes krishna from top to toe and i think he sings the bhagavat or udhav gita the song of teachings by lord krishna to his disciple udhav for the welfare of the devotees when i myself start to write anything i cannot compose a few words or sentences but when he of his own accord makes me write i go on writing and there is no end to it when the disciple's egoism props up he presses it down with his hand and gives him his own power makes him achieve his object and thus satisfies and blesses him if anyone prostrates before sai and surrenders his heart and soul to him then all the chief objects of life such as dharma which is righteousness artha which is wealth karma that is desire and moksha which is deliverance are attained easily and unsolicitedly four paths such as karma dhyan yoga and bhakti lead us separately to god of these the path of bhakti is thorny and full of pits and ditches and thus difficult to traverse but if you relying on your sadguru avoid the pits and thorns and walk straight it will take you to your destination so says sai baba after philosophizing about the self-existent brahma his power of maya to create this world and the world created and stating that all these three are ultimately one and the same the author quotes sai baba's words guaranteeing the welfare of the bhaktas there will never be any death or scarcity regarding food and clothes in my devotee's home it is my special characteristic that i always look to and provide for the welfare of those devotees who worship me 
wholeheartedly with their minds ever fixed on me lord krishna has also said the same in the gita therefore strive not much for food and clothes if you want anything beg of the lord renounce worldly honors try to get lord's grace and blessings and be honored in his court do not be deluded by worldly honor the form of the deity should be firmly fixed in the mind let all the senses and mind be ever devoted to the worship of the lord let there be no attraction for any other thing fix the mind in remembering me always so that it will not wander elsewhere towards body wealth and home then it will be calm peaceful and carefree this is the sign of the mind being well engaged in good company if the mind is vagrant it cannot be called well merged in him after quoting these words the author goes on to relate the story of ram navmi festival in shirdi as ram navmi is the most celebrated festival at shirdi another fuller account is published in sri sai leela magazine of 1925 page 197 is also referred to and a summary of the festival as related in both these accounts is attempted here origin of the ram navmi festival one mr gopal ravgund was a surveyor in survey department at kopagan he was a great devotee of baba He had three wives but had no issue. With Sai Baba's blessings, a son was born to him. In the joy that he felt due to this, an idea of celebrating a fair or Urus occurred to him in the year 1897. Urus are celebrated at the tombs of Muslim holy men. It is surprising that how Mr. Gunt, a Hindu, got this idea. So Mr. Gunt placed it for consideration before other Shirdi devotees. such as Tatya Patel, Dada Kote Patel and Madhav Rao Deshpande alias Shama. The devotees approved of the idea and obtained Sai Baba's permission and blessings for it. Then an application was made to get the collector's sanction for celebrating the Urus. But as the village Kulkarni held against holding the fair, the sanction was refused. But as Sai Baba has blessed it, they tried again and ultimately succeeded in getting the collector's sanction the day for the urus was fixed on ram navmi after having consultation with sai baba it seems he had some purpose behind this which is the unification of the two festivals the urus and the ram navmi and the unification of the two communities the hindus and the mohammedans as future events showed this end or object was duly achieved Though the permission was obtained but other difficulties cropped up Shiradi was a village and there was scarcity of water there are two wells in the village the one in use dried up soon and the water from the second was brackish this brackish water was turned into sweet water by Sai Baba by putting flowers into it as the water of this well was insufficient Tatya Patel had to arrange to get water from outside temporary shops were to be constructed and wrestling bouts arranged gopal ravgun had a friend by name damu anna kasar of ahmadnagar he also was similarly unhappy in the matter of progeny though he had two wives he too was blessed by sai baba with sons and mr gun prevailed upon his friend to prepare and supply one flag for the procession of the fair 
he also succeeded in inducing mr nana saheb nehunkar to supply another flag but these flags were taken in procession through the village and finally fixed at the two corners of the masjid which is called by sai baba as dwarakamai this is being done even now the sandal procession there was another procession which was started in this fair the idea of sandal procession originated with one mr ami shakar dalal a mohammedan bhakta from korla this procession is held in honor of great muslim saints sandal that is chandan paste and scrapings are put in flat dishes with incense burning before them and carried in procession to the accompaniment of band and music through the village and then after returning to the masjid the contents of the dishes are thrown on the nimbar and walls of the masjid this work was managed by amir sakar for the first 3 years and then afterwards by his wife so on the same day the two processions the flags by the hindus and the sandal by the muslims went on side by side and are still going on without any problem arrangement this day was very dear and sacred to the devotees of sai baba most of them turned up for the occasion and took part in the management of the fair tatya kote patel looked to all outward affairs while the internal management was entirely left to radha krishna mai a female devotee of baba her residence was full of guests on this occasion and she had to look after their needs and also arrange for all the paraphernalia of the fair another work which she willingly did was to clean and whitewash the entire masjid its walls and floor which were blackened and were full of soot on account of the perpetual duni or the sacred fire of sai baba this she did during the night when sai baba had gone to sleep every alternate night in the chavadi she had to take out all the things including the duni and after thorough cleaning and whitewashing replace them as they were before feeding the poor which was so dear to sai baba was also an important item in this fair for this purpose cooking on a grand scale and preparing various sweet dishes was done in radha krishna mai's lodging and various rich and wealthy devotees took a leading part in this transformation of urus into ram navmi festival things were going on in this way and the fair was gradually increasing in importance till 1912 when a change took place that year one devotee mr krishna rao jogeshwar bishim the author of sai saguna pusana came for the fair with dada saheb kapade of amaravati and was staying on the previous day in the dikshitwada while he was lying in the veranda and while mr lakshman rao alias kaka mahajani was going with puja materials to the masjid a thought arose in his mind and he accosted the later thus there is some providential arrangement in the fact that the urus of fair is celebrated in shirdi on ram navmi ram navmi is very dear to all hindus then why not begin the ram navmi festival the celebration of birth of shri ram on this day here kaka mahajani liked the idea and it was arranged to get baba's permission in this matter the main difficulty was how to secure a haridas who would do kirtan and sing the glories of the lord on the occasion but bisham solved the difficulty by saying that his ram akin the composition of ram's birth was ready and he would do the kirtan himself 
while kakka mahajani should play on the harmonium it was also arranged to get the sundan vada that is the ginger powder mixed with sugar as prasad prepared by radha krishna mai so they immediately went to the masjid to get baba's permission baba who knew everything and aware of what was happening there asked mahajani as to what was going on in the vada being radha pertuit mahajani could not catch the purport of the question and remained silent then baba asked bishm what he had to say he exclaimed the idea of celebrating ram navmi festival and asked for baba's permission and baba gladly gave it all rejoiced and made preparations for the jayanti festival next day the masjid was decorated with buntings etc a cradle was supplied by radhakrishna mai and placed in front of baba's seat and the proceedings started bishm stood up for kirtan and mahajani began to play on the harmonium sai baba sent a man to call mahajani he was hesitating to go doubtful whether baba would allow the festival to go on but when he went to baba the latter asked him as to what was going on and why the cradle was placed there he answered that the ram navmi festival had commenced and the cradle was put out for that purpose then baba took a garland from the nimbar and placed it round his neck and sent another garland for bishm then the kirtan commenced when it came to a close loud sounds of victory to ram went up and gulal or the color powder was thrown up all around amidst band and music everybody was overjoyed when suddenly a roar was heard the red powder thrown promiscuously went up and some of fell into baba's eyes baba got wild and began to scold and abuse loudly people got frightened and took to their heels the intimate devotees who knew baba well took these scoldings and outpourings of baba as blessings in disguise they thought that when ram was born it was proper for baba to get wild and enraged to kill ravan and his demons in the form of egoism and wicked thoughts etc besides the they knew that whenever a new thing was undertaken at shirdi it was usual with baba to get wild and angry and so they kept quiet radha krishna mai was rather afraid and thought that baba might break her cradle and she asked mahajani to pull the cradle back when he went to loosen and unfasten the cradle baba went to him and asked him not to remove it then after some time baba became calm and that day's program including mahapooja and aarti was finished later on mr mahajani asked baba for permission to remove the cradle baba refused the same saying that the festival was not yet over next day another kirtan and gopal kala ceremony that is an earthen pot containing parched rice mixed with curd is hung to be broken after the kirtan and the contents distributed to all as was done by lord krishna amongst his cow herd friends was to be performed and then baba allowed the cradle to be removed while the ram navmi festival was thus going on the procession of the two flags by day and that of the sandal by night went off with the usual pomp and show from this time onwards the urus of baba was transformed into ram navmi festival from next year that is 1913 the items in the program of ram navmi began to increase 
Radhakrishna Mai started an Anand Sabda that is singing the glory of the God's name continuously day and night for seven days. From the eleventh day of Chitra, from this all devotees took part by turns and she also joined sometimes early in the morning. As Ram Nami festival is celebrated in many places all over the country, the difficulty of getting a Haridas was felt again. But five or six days before the festival, Mahajani incidentally met Balabua, who was known as Modern to Karam, and got him to do the Kirtan that year. The next year, which is 1914, another Balabua Sadarkar of Birhat Siddha coveted district Sathara. could not act as haridas in his own town as plague was prevailing there and so he came to shirdi with baba's permission which was secured through kaka sahib dikshit he did the kirtan and was sufficiently recompensed for his labor the difficulty of getting a new haridas every year was finally solved from 1914 by sai baba as he entrusted this function to daskanu maharaj permanently and since that time he has been successfully and credibly conducting that function until now since 1912 this function began to grow gradually year by year from the 8th to 12th of chaitra shirdi looked like a beehive of men shops began to increase celebrated wrestlers took part in wrestling bouts feeding of the poor was done on a grander scale hard work and sincere efforts of radhakrishna mai turned shirdi into a sansthan the farnalaya increased a beautiful horse a palanquin chariot and many silver items utensils pots buckets pictures mirrors etc were presented elephants were also sent for the procession though all this farnalaya increased enormously Sai Baba ignored all these things and maintained his simplicity and modesty as before. It is to be noted that both Hindus and Mohammedans have been working in unison in both the processions during the entire festival and there had been no confrontation or quarrel between them at all so far. First about 5000 to 7000 people used to gather but that figure went up to 15000 in some years. Still there was no outbreak of any epidemic disease nor any riots worth the name during past so many years repairs to the masjid another important idea occurred to gopal kant just as he started the uruz affair he thought that he should repair and renovate the masjid so in order to carry out the repairs he collected stones and got them dressed but this work was not assigned to him this was reserved for nana sahib chandorkar and the payment work for kaka sahib dikshit initially baba was unwilling to allow them to have work done but with the intervention of mal sapati a local devotee of baba his permission was secured baba took a small gadi for his seat discarding the usual piece of sackcloth used till then in 1911 the sabha mandap that is a courtyard was also put in order with great labor and effort The open space in front of the masjid was very small and inconvenient. Kaka Sahib Dikshit wanted to extend it and put a roofing on it. At great expense, he got iron posts, pillars and trusses and started the work. At night, all the devotees worked hard and fixed the posts. But Baba when he returned from Chawdi next morning, uprooted them all and threw them out. Once it so happened that Baba got very excited, 
he caught a pole with one hand and began to shake and uproot it and with the other hand caught Tatia Patil's neck. He took by force Tatia's peta, struck a match, set it on fire and threw it in a pit. At that time, Baba's eyes flashed like light burning embers. None dared to look at him. All got terribly frightened. Baba took out a rupee from his pocket and threw it there as if it were an offering on an auspicious occasion. Tatia was also much frightened. None knew what was going to happen to Tatia and none dared to interfere. Bago Jishinde, the leaper devotee of Baba, made a bold advance but he was pushed aside by Baba. Madhavra was also similarly treated, pelted with brick pieces. So all those who went to intercede were similarly dealt with. But after some time, Baba's anger cooled down. He sent for a shopkeeper, got from him an embroidered peta and himself tied it on Tatya's head as if he was being given a special honor. All the people were wonderstruck to see the strange behavior of Baba. They were at loss to know what enraged Baba so suddenly and what led him to assault Tatya Patel and why his anger cooled down the next moment. Baba was sometimes very calm and quiet and talked sweet things with love. But suddenly, without, without any reason got enraged. Many such instances may be related. But I do not know which to choose and which to omit. I therefore refer them as they occur to me. In the next chapter, the question whether Baba was a Hindu or a Mohammedan will be taken up and his yogic practices and parts and other matters will also be dealt with. Bow to Sri Sai. Peace be to all.